Hey everyone. Today we decided to move the release date of the How Long to Beat podcast by 21 days. The new release date is Psych, you thought I was going to cyberpunk you. Yeah, we would never do that here on the How Long to Beat podcast. I'm Rick, and with me are Alex and Paula, and we've got a fun-packed show for you today. So we're going to talk about the games we've beaten, the games we've retired, and hey, maybe we've even played a few games. After that, we'll go and talk about our topic of the week, podcast games. What's the deal? <laughs> and then when I refind where my agenda's gone, Christ almighty. There we go. Um, we'll talk about the games we've acquired this month in a new section inspired by a similar podcast thread. We'll take a question from you lovely listeners, and then we'll play the hit game that's been sweeping the nation, How Long to Beat. Mm. How are you doing, guys? You well? So good. Really well. <laughs> <laughs> so good on this, the first attempt at recording yes, this podcast. This definitely is not the second <laughs> attempt, and Alex's internet is definitely stable. Just, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying that for no reason. Definitely not dying. <laughs> no, not at all. There's no way that ever happened. <laughs> Christ alive, let's, let's move past that as quickly as we can. Paula, why don't you tell us what you've been playing this week? What you've beaten oh, this, this week. week. Oh, yes, what beaten this week. Mm, yes, what, what have you beaten, beaten this week? <laughs> I, actually, actually, uh, I actually finished a game for once. Mm. Uh, and it was uh, The Guardians Between. Mm. And this game is uh it is a puzzle game uh about these uh two friends that uh in a way they're like uh going down like memory lane. Mm-hmm. Um the whole mechanic of this game is that you can move time uh forward or backwards. Um and you have to decide, like, pretty much when to when to do an action hmm. uh, to solve the puzzle. And right. the screenshots look hella weird. You've got like <laughs> it's like someone's emptied the contents of the house onto an island, and then that's just become the level. Is that like thematic or? Um, it's kind of like pretty much what it is all about. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically because, like, I... yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, all the levels are. I am sorry. Uh, all the levels are based around like uh, an activity or an idea or a run of the house, and uh, a lot of the puzzles like uh, use the setting they are in. Hmm. This is one of those games you can beat in like one go, right? Like I, I, f- I remember playing this. I think I played this last year, and I, it, it's not a very long game, is it? Uh, it took me about two hours and a half to be like, mm. I beat it like in one sitting, actually. Oh, nice. Paula has a very detailed journal of all her game activities. And I mean like a literal one. Yeah, nice. Zelda. <laughs> um, yeah. It is the um, the official Pokéfuls Adventures journal here. Ooh, the official. Coming to a book school near you. <laughs> um yeah, I remember playing. It's a pretty fun game, like from what I remembered. It's it's kind of one of, it, to me. I feel like it probably best described as like an excellent like rainy day game. Like just like take an afternoon and just beat it. You know, I can get yeah, behind like, a good single setting game. Hmm. 
Nice. Well, thank you, Paula. I'm I'm gonna jump in and just say I have beaten nothing this week. <laughs> I'm playing <laughs> some large games. Okay, you know that's my actually they're not even that long, but they're long enough. <laughs> so I got nothing. We've we've all had those weeks where you just plug away and you've not really like ticked anything off. Yeah. What about you, Rick? Uh, I have technically completed eleven games, but oh. ten of the ten of those were like tiny ones. So. <laughs> Um, I'm sort of going to clump those together. So the first mm. one I've beat is 13 Sentinels, I guess, Rim for the PS4. Um, anyone who's been on the Discord or forums <laughs> knows how much I adore that game. Um, for me, it is the game of the decade and deep cut for any season one listeners, probably this season's Deadbolt. Um, it It is phenomenal. It does things that no other game does. It tells a story in a way that only a game could. And uh, no hyperbole, I genuinely believe it pushes the envelope um, in terms of the medium. Um, mm. It's it's quite interesting. So Sakurai um, talked about it in one of his Famitsu columns. It's not something I normally read, but it was reported on. Um, and he talked about it as 3D storytelling. Hmm. Um, because the, the way that the 13 characters that you follow... Um, their stories interconnect, they move backwards and forwards in time. And you have a lot of agency as a player as to who you're playing as at what segment. It's it's okay. a linear story, so you're, you're not um, affecting the way it plays out. Right. But it, it changes the order that you see things. And so certain revelations will be different for you um, than for other people. Um, and it's hmm. one of the special things about it. Uh, and it's crazy that it's that good in the sense that what is an excellent combat system gets lost in just how generational the the storytelling is. Um, I won't say too much more about that because I think um, a little bit of foreshadowing, we may well be doing a spoiler cast on this game at some point in the future. Um, so I'll, I'll leave that as a, you must play this game if you have a PS4. Must. I have to say. Um, like the- go on only thing that's kept me away the only thing is a lot of anime skirts and why do they get naked in the robots i just don't understand but do you know what there is a story reason there's of course there is but no 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 but it's not like kojima she breathed through her skin no. it's not that kind of story it's like legitimate story explanation and i will say um, from what i've seen like they've tamed down even like way more from their older games like and, and look i'm not i'm not here to you know like shame nobody you do whatever you want you want to look at pretty anime girls and boys go to town um i just i don't know why i always feel i always feel funny when i'm playing a game and it's like do you know what I, you know what's the worst part it's like i played bayonetta and i love that game on the bus and honest to god i had to always be like just like tilt the game downwards a little bit when it's like because you're just like i'm gonna be super honest like uh well i play a lot of visual novels spoiler alert for the epics of the month but uh, i used to play a lot like uh like uh in on my way to university Mm. like on my beta and sometimes, and I had just stopped with a particular game. I think it was Parabubers. Because there was something I didn't expect out. And I was like, hmm, um, I'm going to save this like in my pocket. And then like, I'll probably um, continue this game back home. Away from 
any eyes at all. <laughs> it's a little bit like, yeah, honestly, I even had that problem with Dragon Quest XI because like there are segments in that game that get a little fan servicey, and you're just like, oh no. And because here's the thing, it's so hard, like right in the moment, who cares, right? I'm like, oh, Bayonetta, great gameplay, but it's really hard to explain to the dude looking over your shoulder, but the gameplay's amazing. <laughs> you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading this copy of Playboy for the articles. I know, right? Yeah. And like, it's not even really an issue. It's not even a really a problem, but it's just my weird, irrational fears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get self-conscious, don't you? It's not like you're ever going to see those people again, but at the same time, you don't necessarily want to be seen that way. Yeah, but I have to say, you've made me very interested in this game because, like, I straight up have heard nothing about it. But now everything I look up is just like, yeah, you should play this. Like, you really should. <laughs> People sleep on Vanillaware. They haven't made a bad game yet. Hmm. I um, had, I had like uh, thirteen Sentinels like under my radar, but uh, Rick, uh, you should probably like become like a game seller or something because I went out of my way to get. Uh, a copy of the game even, even though like it is very difficult for me because I literally couldn't find it anyway, anywhere here in Dealer <laughs> like at all Atlas West if you have any marketing vacancies give me a call <laughs> <laughs> it's they might need listen, it in the West to be honest <laughs> they shouldn't though because they bring some cracking games over and this mm. is one of them I think to, they just get bring lost under the deluge, you know? Like, there's just so many, um, yeah, so many different games. Um, but it, it's also a scale thing. So uh, part of the reason that, that Pokepore and Sheeman and other people have had issues getting copies is that they don't print loads of copies. Mm. But the games also aren't super expensive to make. So 13 Sentinels has got beautiful animation, mm. but Vanilla are a pretty small studio. Right. It's a 2D game. It, it it's not um like GTA five two hundred and fifty mil budget. They they don't need to sell five million copies. Um I think with quite a few of those games, as long as they're sort of shipping two hundred thousand digital and physical, they're laughing. Like they've made a really nice profit. And um if it means we get more stunners like this game, then I am A okay with that. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so I'll I'll leave all of the hyperbole that I haven't already thrown out there um, for a later date. And I'd like to throw a little bit more qualified praise um, on the other 10 games that I beat this week, um, which were the 10 games in the 10 milligram collection. So um, again, this is one you might have seen me um, going on about on the Discord. It is a, um, a bundle of 10 indie games that are all designed to be beaten in 10 minutes. Uh, one of them cheated. Handmade Death Labyrinth took me about half an hour. Um, but the rest of them were all sort of 10 to 15 minutes. Um, and pretty high bar quality-wise as well, which was uh, really nice. Um, sometimes with collections like this, you can you can get the feeling that they've sort of phoned it in, hmm. used it as an excuse to cut corners and be lazy. Um, if you play the games in alphabetical order like I did, the first game of the collection... Um, 10 milligrams smiley face. I don't know how better to verbalize that. It's like a smiling emoji. It's a colon and a, a closed bracket. <laughs> Sets the bar fucking high. Um, uh, okay. I mean, they, they cover all kinds of different genres. Um, there's a two-player visual novel that I played with Uvedge, Marriage Simulator. That was <laughs> quite fun. Um, what else? 
um there's a random like five minute um sort of 2d walking sim um called stroke that one was phenomenal um it's ten dollars eight pounds your regional equivalent 10 really nice short experiences your taste might vary on one or two of them but it's a really high bar generally um and i was happy to support it. i think we need more of that it's uh well, very easy to to sort of get caught up in the whole um 100 hours buy all the loot boxes sign in every day sort of long grind game and like we we're talking with uh with the garden between it's nice to have a a, a small discreet experience that you can jump in and out and have a great time with and pay a fair price for so um definitely give that a look as well hearty recommendation from me it's kind of like enjoying a little short story collection right like i mean sometimes you just you don't want to dive into a freaking novel you're like i just want a bite-sized fun time (laughs) yeah and and it allowed them to experiment as well there's things they did in those games that you definitely couldn't do at scale um which is also nice and it's also somewhere where like film and music and anything else that that's um a gap in which sort of different things can be done within the medium. I like the idea too of like, it'd be nice to have even more of these like curated collections of like these, these shorter games too. Cause like there's so many game jams mm. and stuff that go on like even more these days and with gaming being so accessible, it's like, there's so much out there, but like, it's nice to have, you know, even like a publisher or group just being like, Hey, here's some like 10 of the ones we like really like, here you go. Um, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just nice to have somebody who I want people to pick my games for me. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) You joke. I know exactly what you're saying. I'm so there. Um, And that, that was definitely nice to sort of be said, I'm going to try and basically say what you've said again. Yes, I agree. (laughs) That was very good thing about it. Um, So yeah, that's, that's what I've played. So that's all of us. Now, have any of us retired anything today? I certainly haven't. I'm the only one. <laughs> oh, there you are. Yeah. I've got you two made games. out the balance. Yeah, I'm the balance. I'm the, I'm the man who retires. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've retired two games on the Switch this week, and not even really because like they're bad or anything. It was just like I was like, I'm good. Um, and one of them was Blood Roots, which have either of you heard of this game? Nope. No. The best way I can describe it is it's essentially um it's it's one of those hotline Miami games, right? The whole like insta death, try to get a nice kind of Russian pattern going while you're playing, except you play as this like crazed lumberjack. Um and it's got this like cell shaded art style and you're like hunting down these like kind of maybe colonial dudes who killed you but i guess you're not dead i I actually don't know how you come back to life like in the first five seconds you die and then you're just like (laughs) alive again hunting them down um and so you can pick up all sorts of weapons right like there's like axes like javelins swords barrels ladders like whatever um but the problem with the game is like one of the reasons why hotline miami and like ape out are so good is that you have multiple ways to defeat a scenario, right? It's like you die in one hit, but you can complete this in any number of ways. But what Bloodroots has done is introduced 
elements that require specific weapons in order to pass. So like sometimes you'll need a ladder to get up to this thing, or you need a special rapier that lets you shoot past a like, you know, closing trap. So what ends up happening is you realize that no, this game isn't actually about the freedom of destroying a scenario and like maximizing your route. It's more like you need to memorize exactly how to get through this path um, or you are going to die instantly. And I was like, man, that's not that much fun. So like I got to the first like major boss, like I could be like the first act act of the game. And I realized I was like, it's just going to be the same thing from here on out. So I was like, I'm just, I'm done. Um, In fairness, you can totally get that kind of game design right where you just have to work out the route. Um, I haven't played it, but I feel like Fury is kind of like that. Mm. Um, Yeah. Well, Katana Zero too, right? Um, I own it. I haven't played it yet. Yeah. I couldn't say. Although people sang that praises massively. So it's very good. I've not heard of Blood Roots at all. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Blood Roots is a solid seven game. Like, it's not a bad game, it's good. Um, it's just there are so many better versions of it and i I got it for like two bucks it was on sale for like two dollars and for the two dollars that i paid i'm perfectly happy with the experience i got (laughs) it's very pretty as well it's um it's due on steam soon so they've got a pre-order page up and the art is lovely yes it's a shame it doesn't stand out mechanically in the same way that it does visually yeah and that i was honestly mostly just disappointed because i was like oh all these elements should work but they just are kind (laughs) of missing something like i I, yeah if you want an experience like this i would definitely say like get hotline miami ape out or katana zero and you're gonna have a great time um and then the other one that i retired is just a game that no one should buy but i love (laughs) i love pit cross and so i got it's called picto quest and uh okay look it's not a bad game um and in fact most games really mess up the ui in picross games like if they're not made by that like i can't remember the studio that makes um the like official sort of picross but they have just such a fantastic ui system and in this one the the conceit is that you're going it's like an rpg it's sort of like you remember way back puzzle quest way back in the day that's what i immediately was thinking about yeah Yeah. that's what it wants to be and it's not quite but i will say it does have an interesting thing because usually in picross you can like mark areas that um where where you um what, what is that called again uh, oh yeah, you can like mark people You can mark where you don't want to hit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but in this one, you you can't do that. Instead, what happens is if you try to color in the wrong space, it results in your enemies attacking you. Um, so it's actually kind of interesting um, because instead of like really putting X's all over the screen, it's more like you could theoretically just like drop down on every single square until you find all the right ones, but you'll probably die if you do that. So like it actually has a slightly interesting um, conceit to it, but what I found to be the problem is that it really quickly jumps from being like um, manageable puzzles to those like ginormous ones. So about like- Oh yeah. Yeah, right? So you get to about halfway through and you're like, okay, now every puzzle is just this humongous puzzle um and i can't use my little 20 by 20 what yeah 20 by 20 20 by 20 yeah yeah again and then it's the mental math thing because you're not really 
it, it just becomes a memory test, presumably. Pretty much, yeah. So, like, if you like Picross, get this on sale when it's really cheap. Play through the first 50%, and you'll have a great time. And that's what I did. And the translation's, like, real whack. Uh, it's not, it wasn't, <laughs> it's not English-based, but I don't really think it matters. There's no real story there. It's just kind of for fun. So, anyway, I retired both those because I was just like, I'm done. They're good, but I'm done. <laughs> just, be- just before we leave Picross... Did mm. either of you ever play the Pokemon Picross game they made for 3DS? Oh yeah, I completed all the stages. Yeah, me too. It's really good, Alex. You should totally... It's free. Like, they want oh. you to buy coins, but you totally don't have to. Mm. Yeah, you can just, like, get by without them just fine. Because, like, in the time, like, you recharge the thing, you just take a break from uh, solving uh, all those puzzles. It's, I played it on and off for about four months when I first got my 3DS. And mm. uh, I'm just booting it on off camera. So in about five minutes, I'll be able to tell you how many hours I wasted on this game. Oh God. But see, that's what Picross is. It for was me, a lot. Right? Yeah. It's like I'll sit in it, front of my TV and I'm just going to be like, time to solve some puzzles. <laughs> like I'm just all over it. <laughs> so the kind of game you could play while maybe listening to a podcast. Oh, foreshadowing. Might, yeah, foreshadowing. Actually, what I will say is if people like Picross, 100% you need to get Murder by Numbers. That game is awesome. It is Phoenix Wright meets Picross, and I love it. <laughs> I've been wanting to play that, but uh, it is not as high like in the priority list on the backlog. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yep, that's always the thing. But I got right. it. Before I reveal it, how many hours do you think I spent playing Pokemon Picross? Oh man, you said over four Fair months. Huh? I first I first played it. Mm-hmm. It's more than four months. I first played it on the fifth of May, two thousand and eighteen. I last played it on the twenty seventh of January, two thousand and nineteen. Oh, that's like a full. So that, year. that's eight months. Eight months. Yeah. I'm gonna say like three so, three hundred and thirty hours. <laughs> three thirty. Okay, yeah. Paula. Mm, I'm gonna say. Do I have to give an exact number? I guess like 150 or something like that. Wow. It's sort of disappointing when you massively over <laughs> So it's really more like, uh, I played 70 I hours. It's 60. I 60. played 60 hours. Oh, man, I was close on the second guess. <laughs> you were. You were. Yeah. Too late by that point, though. You'd already disappointed me. Yeah, 330 is like way too high. I was like, I knew the minute I said it, I was like, that's insane. There's no way you could put that many hours at a pit cross. <laughs> Man, I feel like there's very few games you can legitimately put that many hours into yeah. without like trying. I know. Um, Shall we move on to right. what we're playing? <laughs> you read my mind, Ali. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of games, you can put uh, many hours into uh, without, <laughs> I don't know, without trying, but. <laughs> oh, segue. Segue. Uh, I've continued my uh, remodeling adventures on Animal Crossing. Nice. Uh, which I've put like 270 hours in the game so far. The only game on Switch that I put uh, more time than that in is Breath of the Wild with 285, I think. Nice five. Nice. The other game I'm currently playing is, again, Colorex Valleys, a repeat from last week. Oh, color um, and malice. Okay, wait, what was color and malice again? <laughs> yeah. yeah, can you explain color and malice again? 
Okay, so let me get my coin. Because in this game, there's a... Damn, this may get a little bit real too quick, but um, there's this uh, organization called uh, Adonis. Okay. And that uh, month by month, uh, they have been committing crimes. And the way you know that it is this organization in particular is because they leave a coin mm. uh, that has like, uh, like, a, a, like the official coin with the cat and stuff and a Roman numeral. That's okay. like the main thing they leave behind. So uh, what... Adonis is doing is this thing called X Day, uh, where like um, in the last was it in December? Yeah, I think it's December. They started like doing uh, crimes like more frequently, and they leave the coin, and the Roman numeral now is decreasing. Hmm. And the thing about this. Uh, game is that when X Day arrives, uh, people are gonna be like judge, in a way. Okay. Uh, and the more you, uh, and the more you, you know about the the cases, it starts to get like really interesting because like, um, some of these cases are like mostly driven by revenge by a group of individuals. Uh, revenge against those who wrong them <laughs> and uh, sometimes even that people can be uh, anywhere like uh, some of, I remember there was like this case like at a school or uh, this, this other case that was about uh, a certain online game because uh, this dude was cyber bullied and there was like, uh, I'm just telling like the general ideas of the case you know about of, you know of at the beginning of the game. For example, oh, okay. so it is not a spoiler. Just saying. It's like don't freak out, people. You're uh, good. <laughs> don't freak out, people. You know this uh, in the first two hours of a forty-hour game. Oh wow! Uh, okay, Shit, it's a long one, huh? Yeah, and I like pretty much. I don't want to say I'm rushing uh, through the game, but uh, since this is technically a replay, because mm. I've been wanting to play the sequel, Unlimited, that is right behind me. Okay, because I was looking that up and I saw that there's like Unlimited and then there's Dollar Malice, so there are so they are different then, huh? Yeah, uh, the first game has the uh, all the story about the cases and how uh, Hosino Itika the protagonist helps to solve them because um just gonna say she's kind of like an important actor and what mm -hmm. i like about this game is that you uh, get to see like other people's perspective at times even mm -hmm. though you don't necessarily know who are who you're seeing who's the uh, who's is the perspective okay right okay uh unlimited is more like uh from what i heard uh, and I've been trying to keep us fully free. Is more like uh, some like what you call a fan disc, uh, because oh, okay. it is anatomy after all. Uh, but I think they have an extra route, which um, 
since these games came out like recently on the Switch, uh, and they and they were like trapped on the beta uh, for a while, I'd rather like not spoil who's the newer route about. Hmm. Okay, hold on. Can you here? This is interesting because I've heard this term a few times, and I think I only learned about it recently. But for those listening, can you talk a little bit about what otome games are? Um. Okay, the the third version is like they are like uh, visual novels and or dating scenes uh, targeted towards a female audience. Mm. Uh, some of the more well-known ones are like um, Haku Oki, uh, God Realize, uh, Glorious Ex Malice is becoming like really popular. And then you have uh, Mystic Messenger, um, Nameless, cool. Dandelion, and I could go on and on. That's cool. That's really the cool. V- the Vita hosted most of the ones that you mentioned. Huh? And the Vita, most of those were on the Vita, right? Because I recognize quite a few of those names. Yeah, there are a lot of them. A lot of them made their way to the Vita. Like, Cold Realized uh, was originally a game for the Vita, and mm. this time around, like, uh, I moved like a lot of stuff in my bookshelf, but there's literally like a uh, one of the space of my bookshelf is dedicated <laughs> to code realize. Nice. And there's another one like dedicated to atomic games, and like, I actually can tell you how many ones, of, how many ones uh, got localized. Uh, oh wow! I think so- I got like ten games. Oh dang! Okay, so. <laughs> If the Vita was like huge for them, I'm guessing the Switch is kind of like the natural successor in a lot of ways, I would imagine. Uh, well, of course. Um, this year, like Axis Games has been like um, the prior, um, I mean, the, the prime localizer of these games mm. uh, for Western uh, audiences. Cool. Um, and they started like uh, I guess with safe bets, but now we're getting like some of the newer stuff, mm. uh, foreshadowing for the um, monthly pickups thingy. Oh, there we go. Nice, cool. Thanks for sharing. I'm learning some new stuff. Um, I always sort of like, heard of Code Realize, but I was like, I'm not sure what this is. But nice. I'm gonna do some more digging. <laughs> I mean, uh, in another time, I could actually like. Uh, talk more like more about the uh, like a really series because it's like very very I enjoy it very much <laughs> yeah well that but sounds like a future segment yeah. <laughs> we need to do like a yeah we'll have to do someday like a special episode which is just like Otome <laughs> games and stuff and you could just we'll bring on some guests it'd be great <laughs> oh my god we're gonna be here forever <laughs> <laughs> make it a live make a make a thing um here i guess i'll I'll jump in next if that's cool unless do you, would you any other games knock yourself out man knock yourself out nice um i'm gonna jump in so i've been playing some 3ds fun times playing some legend of zelda spirit tracks uh choo-chooing my way to AKA, town <laughs> aka the best zelda game ever made don't at me <laughs> so I've having a really weird relationship with this game. Um, most of the time, I'm just like, this is awesome. Um, and it's really like, it, it very much feels 
almost like i don't know this might sound weird but it feels like the most handheld zelda game i've ever played in the sense that it's like it really embraces the idea that like hey maybe you should just like chill out for a few minutes after this you know like um it's it's so segmented in like kind of a satisfying way where it's like there are very clear markers as to when you've progressed so like i find like you know i'm getting like another train map and it's like all right good time to take a break for a bit and like it really just feels like it's it's set up in that way to really like chunk it out so i've been really spreading it out over the last few weeks and like enjoying it Um, and then there are moments when i have to use the microphone and i want to die i wish the microphone never existed in a DS. You know what I mean? When you have to go like, <gasps> blow into it all the time. I didn't even remember that being a part of the game. What did you have to oh use Oh my God. The mic you have to use the mic every time you want to use the freaking pan flute. And there's like this oh, like whirlwind <laughs> thing yes, that you have to blow I in. I remember now. Whole. I remember now. And look, there are these segments where it's like these little, the Locomoto guys are like, hey, you know, if you want to get my section of the rail map, you got to play a duet with me. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh, I love those. They were great. They're, they're cute. It's just, I have to say, maybe it's because I'm on the 3DS or something something but like the 3ds microphone might be like hypersensitive because i will blow like softly and it'll be like and play like a thousand notes and i'm like no because like um i actually remember playing until uh the pamphlet section and i couldn't get it right uh, at all yeah it, like, uh, uh, but yeah. i think it might have something to do like with the 3ds uh, microphone because like mm-hmm. uh, I've I've used the microphone like on other games but mm. on a new 3ds and I haven't had uh, like any trouble mm. at all so far. Yeah, I was yelling objection stuff. Yeah, I, I think it is potentially something with the 3ds. Um... I don't think it's enough to like not go for the game. Like it's slightly annoying, but the reality is that like it also has some of the most interesting puzzle usages. Like they have some really cool um, items in the game that are just like, like there's items in this game that legitimately I've just never seen in a Zelda game that I was like, oh, well that's cool. Like we're generally thinking about it. I'm not the hugest fan of doing everything with the stylus, though they do it extremely well. Like that's one thing I'll say. It's like, it's very well done. So Put it this way, so far, digging the game. Um, I am excited to talk about it a little bit more later. We might do you know, a little special episode talk about this game more in depth. But yeah, so far, I'm having fun. I like it more than I think I liked Phantom Hourglass. Um, yeah, I mean, that's easy because the Phantom Hourglass made you play the same segment six times. Yeah. Wait, by virtue of not doing that, it was always going to be better. And it's a shame because in all the other respects, actually the Phantom Hourglass did the same things really well that Spirit Tracks did. Yeah. In terms of using the stylus, um, I prefer the train, but navigating by boat, they nailed that. Mm-hmm. Um, various puzzle things. There's the classic one where, very mild spoiler, the one where they give you the map and it's like, how do I print it? And I mm. literally closed the DS to think about it, opened it up again, realized it had cleared, and I was like, oh! <laughs> You're like that's amazing yeah i love being able to write on the map i do think that is really really cool yes. like it's just a great feature Absolutely. yeah because it really makes puzzle solving more interesting in a lot of ways you're like oh yeah i can i can take notes you're like this is great um yes. yeah yeah i think games too. Mm, mm, yeah um 
so anyway, I've been playing that and it's good. I'm actually really close to the end. I'm in like the fourth section of the world right now. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm near and I'm near in the I'm near in it. Um, I'm also been playing. I've been playing through Silent Hill 2 um, using my lovely <laughs> getting from getting some lovely help from Rick here on a nice little emulator on my computer. It's been very fun. I've been playing it with my partner. We've been like just going through it slowly. You know what? Okay. This is probably a hot take. Um, I think I liked Silent Hill Shattered Memories more than I like Silent Hill 2. Um, Ooh. Yeah, and I'll just be honest. I think over time, Shattered Memories actually holds up a bit better. Um, but you mean Shattered Memories? It's it's really... That game's good. Like, I, it's hard to... But, like, Shattered Memories nice. I, you know, the thing is, especially playing it with, with somebody, like, I think maybe playing it on its own, Silent Hill 2, might be a bit better. But... Silent Hill Shattered Memories, it just, it controls fluidly. Um, You know, it's no longer in the tank control eras. Um, Yes, there's no, like, necessarily monsters around to kill you. But if I'm being honest with you, the monsters in Silent Hill 2, they're not really a threat. It's just more of an annoyance. Um, Because of tank controls, they have to be so slow, right? Um, And the little, like, in in Shattered Memories, they they did that whole thing where um, they really were, like, uh, influencing the game through like your choices and like through your fears which was just cool but anyway Silent Hill 2 is fun I'll talk more about it in another time I'm like halfway through the game so who knows maybe by the time I'm done I'll be like I'm so stupid it's the greatest game <laughs> to be fair it could be shit I've never played Silent Hill 2 I just really didn't like Shattered Memories when I played it that's fair I um I it's one of those things narratively I agree with you I, it was a really clever way to set up mm-hmm. um, a retelling of that original story and they they go some really smart places with it but I just don't think the gameplay holds up. It's uh, it's walking sim punctuated with really shitty chase sequences. Yes, and that is 100% accurate. Um, <laughs> it's just like uh, Silent Hill 2 at this point. Anyway, yeah, I won't go into too much more on that because I don't want to go too long on Silent Hill. But um, needless to say, Silent Hill Shattered Memory, or not needless to say, but Shattered Memories was my first Silent Hill game, which is a weird way to enter the series, I think. But... Um, I am enjoying two at the moment. I think people should play it. It's fun. Um, I'm also playing Blasphemous from uh, the game of the month last month. <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, it went on sale like a day or so after we recorded. Um, and what I'm going to say so far is like, this is exactly a game for me. Like this is very much my wheelhouse. It's like Hollow Knight, but maybe not quite as good. Um, its controls are a little, a little chunkier i guess is the way i describe it like you just feel kind of not necessarily purposefully slow but you're a little slow um, a bit weightier yeah and there's you know honestly i i so at the moment i've explored about 30 percent of the map and I've, I've gotten fairly far um not not really far in it but like enough where i've unlocked a, a number of things um i haven't died that much which has been nice um but again, like this is sort of a game that I'm familiar with. Like it's that Dark Souls, Dark Souls style, and uh, heavily influenced by Catholic imagery. Like it's just the most Catholic game I think I've ever played. Um, and my only gripe that I have right now is you have a slide move, right? So you can it's like it's like the dodge in a Dark Souls game, but you can slide. Yeah. Now the issue is that this freaking slide is not tied with the directional stick. It's tied with the direction you're facing. No. Uh, yeah. 
So today, I just completed this extremely tricky kind of optional platforming segment. And I got to the very end. And at the very end, they ask you to slide under something. So I press right on my stick and slide. And my guy slides to the left into a spike pit. And I was like, no. Yeah, my partner was so funny. My partner was out in the living room doing work. And I just went, oh, you got to be. What the shit? (laughs) She was like, what's wrong? And I was like, nothing. It's just a game. (laughs) I can relate so much. Right. Oh. So, yeah, it's a good game. Things only gamers will understand. Right. Oh, my God. That was it. Like, I was like, I did everything right. And then I lose because of a stupid control input. I'm like, no. Yeah. Don't say that. So anyway, th- those are the games I've been playing. Right. I need to get around to Blasphemous eventually. I'm sure in a couple of weeks it will be on my section of this segment. Um <laughs> As it is, there are five games that I'm going to blast through really quickly that I'm currently playing. So um, I'm still playing OG Doom. Nice. Um, feel very much the same as I did when we spoke about it last week. I think it's mm. not aged well, um, unfortunately. Um, similar, in a way, is um, Super Mario World, which is mm. this month's game of the month. Mm. Um, I think by 2020 standards, it's like bang in the middle of a six and a seven out of ten. Mm. It if you played it when it came out, the nostalgia probably holds that number up. But having played New Super Mario Brothers and come back to it, it feels very bare bones. Um, mm. It's fine. And um, I've been playing it on my micro, which is nice. wonderful. Um, it, it's nice just to be able to sort of ping it out. Obviously, I'm not going anywhere because of global <laughs> events. But it, it, it's still nice to have it in a little, little tiny form factor. Uh, so I'll finish it. It's fine. But it's nothing special. Um, I've been playing Ghost Runner, mm. um, which we mentioned towards the beginning of the podcast. And actually, hearing the stuff you were saying about um, blood, blood roots, roots. Mm. that's the one. Nailed it. Um, I can actually relate a little bit in terms of my experience with Ghost Runner. So um, I played both the demos they brought out prior to release. Loved them. Mm. bought the game day one it helped that that there was a discount and i had an epic game store voucher so mm. i paid 10 pounds for a 25 pound game on launch which made it very easy to to justify that purchase unfortunately right after the demo ends is where some of the level design bullshit sort of begins <laughs> so <Of course. laughs> it and the level design is the only thing holding it back mm. um actually no no two things are holding it back one the the wall run um activations a little bit finicky um they could patch that in the next few days i don't know uh but the level design they're probably not going to so um it's like hotline mammy blue roots everything else it's one hit kill for you and your opponents um except in the third level they introduce these blue shields and the shields have an energy track that goes back to a shield node Mm. and so it makes what is actually a really nice set of open sort of combat um, arenas that they've included so far in the game somewhat redundant because you have to kill those shields. Yeah. So you are going X and Y and Z or you're going to keep pressing R to restart until you do, which is a shame because in every other respect, I actually really, really like the game. And um, if they eased up on the shields and fixed the wall running, 
it would probably be a nine. As it is, it's sort of hmm. hovering around a six, which is a shame. Yeah, so, um, yeah it sounds just like Bloodroots, honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it's also supposed to be pretty short. So I'm, I'm an hour and a bit in. Um, on the site, it's like six to seven hours to complete. Hmm. And, and the platforming parts, which seem to be the overwhelming majority of the game, in fairness, I'm really, really enjoying. So hmm. I'll, I'll probably push through and hopefully touch wood it gets a little bit better yeah um i've been playing mad world on the wii criminally underappreciated game from platinum um and it nails the art style so it, with games like that the art style is always a bit of a risk because you can make it look pretty in pictures and horrible in motion um mm. great example of that is a, a game i played called stigmatized property it's like a um, two pound horror sort of walking sim thing looks amazing in screenshots but gave me a migraine trying to play hmm. it, it legitimately the most fucking awful visual experience i've ever had with a video game Oof. ever um it truly horrific mad world nails it it's uh it's the sin city black and white with red blood and um it's perfect the only thing that's maybe a negative because the combat's amazing the world's brilliant. It it nails the, the sense of style and humor um, that you need to make that kind of narrative role. The only thing that sort of sucks is that you don't have proper camera control. Mm. It's a, a victim of being stuck on the Wii because you you don't have the second analog stick. And for whatever reason, probably because you have to use the up and down left and right waggle, um, trying to use it for camera control as well would be a nightmare. So what they do instead is you have a, um, similar to a lot of games on the PSP, you have a single button that recenters the camera behind you and that's it. Hmm. And you, you have a lock on that's sort of semi-helpful. Uh, but it actually doesn't detract too much from the game. The game's fantastic. Um, still holds up so far from the levels I've played. Hmm. Um, so if you've still got a Wii or a Wii U banging around, and you have two pounds to spare because this game goes cheap now. Mm. There, there must just be loads of copies bouncing around and nobody, <laughs> nobody wanting to keep them. Well worth a look. I feel like everybody um, was like, "Yes, I have a Wii. Yes, I still buy Wii games." Um. <laughs> I, I unironically <laughs> bought a few the other week. Nice. It's, uh, what did I buy? I bought um, Wario Land, which I'll talk about later. Mm. Um, I bought a Dragon Quest game, which I immediately regretted buying because it's not good at all. Oh, yo, yo. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I bought Ghost Squad, which is like a point-and-click shooter, oh. which was a pound and was well worth every penny I spent. Well it's worth. one of those. I'd hate it if I paid full price for it. Yeah. But for a pound, like two hours of gameplay, perfect. You're like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Exactly. Um, and the last one, just quickly, is Ultimate NES Remix on the 3DS. Hmm. It's really clever. It breathes new life into games that I wouldn't have otherwise touched. Um, it's clear that they're hoping to sort of generate sales off the back of it because there's a buy this game button <laughs> in the game. So it's like you don't get access to the full Super Mario Brothers. You get like 20 remix stages where they sort of shuffle things together. Um, and then if you want to play the full game, play the full game the eShop's right over here. Yeah, so, I gotcha. <laughs> but but the, the, the base remix game is really clever. It's a great way to leverage those IPs. Um, and even if somebody didn't play them growing up, it's really nice to um, 
play both the sort of vanilla stages and the remix stages Mm. um because the the remix stuff's mad so like for example um there's a level where you have to beat the tree boss Mm. at the start of kirby's adventure um but you've got a load of booze encroaching from the left hand side of the screen so you have to beat it while continuing to flip your gaze to stop the booze before they catch you and it's just clever stuff like that where they mix and mash things together and it's really whimsical and and fun and uh not even innovative because that word's horrifically overused um (laughs) it's constantly surprising in a very good way is what i'm going to go with um and that's what i'm playing good well Um, i'll tell you what what else i'm playing and this will lead into the podcast game oh but wait we have to we have to signpost these remember (laughs) Wow. so hold on i'm gonna you make a, be a little really bit... i'm gonna <laughs> well i'm gonna be really obvious and go hey everybody we're changing subjects <laughs> and we're gonna talk now about podcast games i'm uh, glad you took it on the chin alex you've not been bitter about it you're not, I'm not bitter you just rolled with it i like feedback no i'm kidding actually i do like feedback it's good <laughs> that's like the most passive aggressive way to say that yeah well you no, know he's not it's fine no it said it's God. fine oh my nothing's God. wrong okay <laughs> um but actually though we are going to talk about podcast games which for those who don't know necessarily what we mean by that it's quite simply games that you play while listening to a podcast like maybe this one <laughs> Um, hey yeah you can look that that backlog as you listen to us yeah get that backlog down or better yet give us your full undivided attention yeah you should be (laughs) sitting in a dark room with headphones listening only to us (laughs) oh god damn um yeah so i mean my my go-to for this weirdly enough tends to be multiplayer games if it's a game with a story Unless the story's shit and you're just playing it for the gameplay, which does occasionally happen. Um, I gravitate towards things like Fall Guys. That's my current go-to. Rocket League, Call of Duty multiplayer, um, all the classics, basically. Um, And it's nice because with those games, it tends to be a muscle memory thing. So I've sunk an ungodly amount of hours into Rocket League by now. I know (laughs) what I'm doing. I can do it second nature. Um, and it's basically just nice to have the audio coming in and also just be sort of keeping your hands engaged. Yeah, they're kind of comfort games, you know? Like, I, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I'm a little more in the vein of, um, like, it needs to be more games that I have to play on my TV. Those are, like, my podcast games. Because, like, Switch games, for me, that actually ended up being my, like, TV games where, like, I'll put a TV show on, like, a sitcom, and I'll play them. But, like, Assassin's <laughs> Creed Odyssey is straight up, for me, the epitome of the podcast game. Because, like... That game, I loved it, but there are so many segments where you're just kind of walking around doing random stuff. And so I listened to like this philosophy podcast while I did it, and I learned a ton about philosophy while playing Assassin's Creed. <laughs> it was great. I think you just need to be in the right yeah. mood for it. I don't know. What about you, Paula? Do you play any? Po- I mean, I, I would imagine visual novels aren't exactly podcast games, though, huh? <laughs> Maybe Animal Crossing. Uh, especially like with the voice actor, you don't uh, you don't really want uh, to listen to. Uh, other things uh, while you play bad uh stuff like animal crossing mm. animal crossing mm. makes like a perfect podcast or even a, a streaming game for me because like um uh, like when i'm just watching like a stream about animal crossing it's like oh mm. i i feel creative you know like mm. oh i may want that on my island mm. And the other kind of games that I play, like 
uh, light puzzle games in the vein of Picross. Um, or when I'm Korokantin on my 100% run of Breath of the Well. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, which, by the way, that uh, that run is 95 hours in. Oh, boy. And I hear the, yeah, hey, more times than I can, that I can remember. <laughs> I couldn't do that. What do you, do you even get anything good for getting all the Koroks? Um, about that. <laughs> Spoiler alert, you don't. But anyway. <laughs> All right, come on. There's something I'm not being told here. <laughs> Just in case anyone what? cares about this. But do you want to say it, Paula? Do you know what they get, right? Well, I know what it is. Uh, you pretty much get a pile of golden uh, cork poop. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what they do to you. No, genuinely, no. that's what they do to you. <laughs> and, and people so know it and do it anyway. Oh it my is god! So no wonder they think they can sell Mario Anniversary for three months and get away with it. Fuck me! I can. <laughs> that actually angers me. I. Yeah. I feel like we don't really have much of a hot take on this subject either, though, because like really, uh, it's like a podcast game is just kind of. Like, I love it, you know? Like, I played Luigi's Mansion while listening to podcasts for the most part. Like, I would just pause it when something happens that was vaguely important. But it's like, you know what I mean? I just kind of love the ability to sort of zone out, play something comfortable, and just, like, listen to some people chat, you know? Yeah, so we we basically agree that they are a good thing in Mm. as much as they exist. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want them all to be like that, obviously. Then I'd be like a little, but, you know. No. Um, Variety is the spice of life, as they say. So if anyone was hoping for some serious debate, sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> I'm vigorous. Said like a true Canadian. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just can't help it. <laughs> um, why don't we move along then, because I'm cognizant of time. Um, why don't we get to our October game acquisitions? Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about these, because I'm probably going to end up talking about these in the future. Um, yeah. Um. But who would like to begin? Rick, do you, why don't you why don't you regale us? You, you just have a times yeah. ten on you, on our agenda. <laughs> I, yes, I, I do. So um, when when we were talking about trying this out as a segment, I sort of um, indicated to Alex and Paul that I'm a bit of an eBay fiend, mm. and uh, no less than five of the games that I've picked up this month are eBay pickups, nice. uh, and that's not including the Fire Emblems, which I'll be talking about in December because that was November first. Mm. so they, they aren't even part of it so <laughs> we'll we'll do the ebay ones first and then we'll do the non-ebay ones so i picked up uh children and heroes of mana both for the ds nice um combined total of 20 pounds mm. i picked up the club for ps3 which is like a level-based high school shooter uh mm. that was too fitty um i picked up wario land the shape dimension which i mentioned a moment ago nice. which People seem to sleep on like it reviewed really, really well, but you never hear anyone talk about it anymore. Yeah, that's fair. Which is it, it's a shame. People sleep on Wario in general. His platform is a dope. It Wario Land one on the GB, right up there. That's like a nine out of ten. It's a really good game. Um, and and soon you'll probably be hearing me talking about Wario Land four because that's uh, that's going to be next in my micro once Mario. World comes out of it. We can have a chat about um, that. I, I did not enjoy that game, but I can see why people would. Yeah, we, we, well, let's talk about uh, that when you get to it. 
Well, depending on if you're still hosting next week. And I also <laughs> bought... <laughs> He just vanished. Oh, we don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one I picked up um, was Mario Tennis Open for the 3DS. And that was a nice round £5. Um, then Ghost Runner, which I've mentioned. Um, 10 milligram Collection, which I've mentioned. Um, the Solitaire Conspiracy, which is the latest game from Mike Bithell, mm. creator of Thomas Was Alone, um, the the quarantine circular and subsurface circular games which if you like story based games they are well worth a look mm. um i picked so i picked that up on release because there was quite a healthy discount and uh i've liked all of his other games so i thought that was worth a go and then i like the fool i am panic bought two vita games because of the impending um removal of vita games from the the psn web store mm. one of those games time spinner then went half price a week later oh no yeah it, it's one of those i just have to remind myself that it looks great and i'm happy and i was happy at the time paying full price so c'est la vie and then the last one i picked it was motorstorm rc which is like the the isometric motorstorm game that oh, cool. they released like right at the end of the ps3's life yeah. uh which is really fun it's that is another great podcast game just to to bring it full circle i haven't played much of it but what what i did i did with joe rogan so there you go (laughs) yeah there we there we go so that's that's all of my acquisitions at lightning speed yeah you are an ebay fiend good sir well done um paula why don't you take it away what about you i know you are a import fiend (laughs) (laughs) i am the import fiend and uh this one i actually got well, both of the games, well, it's technically three games, but two purchases. Mm. Uh, because the games I got this month are uh, Robotic Notes, the Double Pack, Ooh. and uh, Fiora, that is an Atomic game that ah. came out last month. And I was, I, have, I was like so um, happy about both of these releases because again, Atomic Games in the West. Mm. And it is funny how Axis Games have found like uh, a uh, a purpose for the uh for the for this space. Like you oh. get like the pretty uh, art like mm-hmm. oh my god. So for those who can't know, see, you know on the little switch cases they have that top spot that was like clearly intended for, you know, like manuals but has never been there. <laughs> yeah, uh what um Axis Game is doing is like uh, some of the games they release come with uh these little like collectible cards cool. uh, that have like all the there goes my collectible <laughs> that has like all the characters of the game. Cards um, that used to have all the characters of the game on them. Uh, <laughs> and fun fact, very fun fact that we actually took a screenshot of this, but um, uh, someone at Axis posted something among the lines that they found like a a, a box or something uh, with the day one uh, copies of the game. Mm. And accidentally post the the Piofiere the the Piofiere uh, post with the Colorex Malis ones. Oh, womp womp. 
yep. Uh, they took it down and corrected the mistake, but it was like it has the it has the name of the game in the card <laughs> in the front. Oh yeah, that's kind of a I, it's a reading mistake right there. <laughs> we like, we've all goofed. We don't always goof on Twitter to everybody. Oh yeah, like everyone makes mistakes. We know it. Um. She's like, but that was a pretty big one. Um. <laughs> no, it wasn't for. Uh, it, it was there for, I think, uh, I don't know if an hour or so. Uh, mm. But it was there for a really short time, but people noticed. <laughs> that was and at least a temporary one. Screen as well. it. <laughs> nice. It's uh, the, the one that always makes me laugh in terms of goofs that, that really are forever is um, I'm just going to see if I can find a screenshot. For your guys' benefit, not necessarily for the people listening. Um, <laughs> but for the release of, um, I think it was a, a launch title for the 3DS, or it was close, uh, Resident Evil Revelations. Uh, they spelt Revelations wrong on the box. <laughs> <laughs> on the box. Oh, on the box, yeah. On the box. Uh, I think it, they spelt it with two A's, so it was Revelations, not Revelations. <laughs> oh, that's, um, yeah. Yeah. Let me well, see if I can find. I guess it. it sort of sounds like that too. Revelations, revelation, reva, revelations. Yeah, it kind of sounds like reva. I'm sure that's what happened. They like heard it and were like, "Oh, that's right." <laughs> uh, um, well, oh no, 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 no! It's it's oh. not it's not even that excusable. What they've done <laughs> is they've typed the i and the t to the wrong way around, so it's revelations. Oh, okay, never mind. I got oh! nothing to say there. <laughs> I was giving them more credit than they deserve. That's just a goof. <laughs> that is, yep, that is a, a big goof. goof. Oh, yeah, And also, maybe the title of this episode. There we go. That's just a goof. Nice. Oh, that's a good title. You, you heard it here first, <laughs> folks. Uh, well, you didn't. You probably read it before you heard yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Um, so uh, I'll go quick through some of mine here. Oh, wait, do you have more there, uh, Paula? Sorry, I don't want to. Oh yeah, uh, the thing about the Robotic Notes double pack is that it has it has two games. That is mm. Robotic Notes Elite and Robotic Notes Dutch. Mm. And uh, this game is the first time it comes to the West, and it's part of the science adventure series. You might recognize the more popular title, Stainsgate. Oh, Stainsgate! I do know that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Robotic Notes, Chaos Head, and Stainsgate all kind of take part in the same universe. And oh, Chaos Child is in that bubble as well. Uh, who? Did I miss here? You said Chaos Child, or did did I? Yeah, because like Chaos Head, Chaos Child, Stainsgate, Stainsgate Zero, uh, Robotic Notes, and Robotic Notes Dash. All of um and then like a cultic nine that hasn't come out in the West and a title that I do not remember and You're connecting it all for me. Why now. are you <laughs> I feel like you know that <laughs> lady with the map. It's an always so funny meme where he's got the red the red string and everything. Oh yeah, right. Pepe Sylvia. I'm like oh, oh. <laughs> Leave that. It's all Stein's gate. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, like, uh, sorry about that. I have to stop my cat because she was messing with a project I was working on. Oh, that's Don't okay. apologize to us. You're the one that's editing this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. But yeah, um, no, I, I thought Chaos, the Chaos, it was a whole separate. So I didn't realize it was all. The more I'm you know. I'm doing hand gestures it, that are no good for the listeners. I didn't. I, I didn't realize they were together. I didn't realize it was the same series. Cool. Uh, it is all 
all of them are part of the same uh, overall universe. Like they all take place. Like uh, I cannot even say in the same. I can say in the same timeline. Damn it! Because it's not. Yeah. It, because the, it is not. I mean, I suppose when you have a game time. with multiple timelines, you can make a huge universe however you want. Because it's like, yeah, well, it's in this yeah. timeline. So buzz off. <laughs> Uh, and it's very interesting because actually you see uh, two characters from Stainsgate here. Cool. Well, thank and, uh, you. And I, I, I knew because of that because uh, one of them, both of them are in the cover, I think. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm going to go real quick through some of these here. So I got which one person from the forums I think will be very pleased by. Um, I got Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age on the Switch. <laughs> It was half off, and I was like, it was the physical edition, so I was like, yeah, you know what? I like the idea of doing this. Um, so I nabbed that. And then I also nabbed um, Call of Juarez Gunslinger. And it I was heard like, good thing. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, okay, so. I, I have a few thoughts here. So, um, so it was only 10 bucks. Oh, hang on. You're echoing. I don't know if it's just me, but I've got echo. Yeah, I think um, whenever I I'm talking, it... Paula, I'm getting an echo on you. <laughs> Hi, I'm sorry. That's okay. So I'm a master. It's all right. You're editing this week. It's yeah. Fine. Also, I'm real good at getting <laughs> that cleaned up, so don't worry. Um, but anyway, Call of War is... Yeah, there we go. So Call of War is... Um, it was the physical edition, and I thought, 10 bucks for the physical edition. I'm like, what is happening with that? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when I get it, it's like, oh, here's the download code, of which I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Why did they even make these? But at the same time, mm -hmm. it was cheaper than it's ever been in the on the eShop. So I was kind of like, I mean, I guess I still won out in the end. Like, it's still way cheaper. And I guess I have an extra Switch box if I ever need to use it for something else. Um, but yeah, anyway. And then I also bought Hades on sale, which I'm very excited. I played a little bit of it. And I'll, I'm going to not say anything because I'll talk about that later. And then obviously Blasphemous. And I also got Layers of Fear for really cheap. It was like 3 or $4.00. Um, and I've heard like decent things about it. Um, it's, I think it's from the team who made Amnesia, um, the Dark Descent and whatnot. Not sure if it's the same. It's Bluebird team. I don't know if they were Amnesia. Um, I hated Layers of Fear. I hope you like it, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, it's, that's just a genre thing, though. I I hate. It's not even that I hate horror. I don't mind horror games. It's uh, I hate being able to see the triggers and see the puppet master pull the string sort of thing and i just found layers of fear was pretty fucking awful that's for funny. for not hiding that but that that's just a personal preference thing yeah yeah maybe i'm wrong I, I can't remember i remember the developers they've made other horror games i think that's what it is i don't think they've made oh no 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 no. it was observer and blair witch not amnesia yeah um i didn't like observer either. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well, that's the thing. I think if you don't like that, because they're a Polish company, so I think if you don't like that sort of style, then yeah, I don't think you'll like any other games, um, which is totally, totally fair. Um, yeah, so that's what I got. Um, so why don't we move along then um, to our last topic before our lovely game. Um, so Abitage wanted to ask us, and this is our viewer question, or listener question, um, what's your gaming background slash preferences? So I figure people would like to get to know us a little more. I figure they're probably starting to get to know us a little bit, um, thanks to all the games we talked about today. Um, but yeah, why don't we just go around and talk a little bit about like our preferences and, and whatnot. Um, Speaking of games we like and dislike. 
Yeah, which that was good. <laughs> so clearly, Rick is not a big fan of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, uh, go on then, I'll, uh, I'll put both feet first this, because I have mm-hmm. made... I intended to make a couple of bullet points. I've got like a page of bullet points oh, about God. my gaming background and preferences. I'll blast through them super quick, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so my first gaming experiences were handhelds. I've always gravitated towards handhelds. Mm. So I started with Super Mario Land, and Wave Racer on the OG Game Boy. Um, nice. And my parents, as a way of like limiting my screen time, pretended like it had to be plugged into the wall. There were no batteries <laughs> in that Game Boy for the first three months. Um, but I was a clever kid, and I was like fiddling with the bat, and I was like, batteries go in there. So the jig, the jig was up eventually. Um, but yeah, so I, I had the Game Boy, and then the Game Boy Advance long before we ever had even a console, let alone a PC. Mm. Um, my preference is physical wherever possible. I've given up the fight on PC because it's it's long gone. But uh, for for consoles, for handhelds, I will always try and buy a physical copy if I can. Mm. Um, as we've alluded to in this episode in particular, gameplay is king for me. Um, I'll suffer through a poor narrative if the gameplay is good, but I won't do it the other way around. Mm. Um, and while I do like a good narrative, um, I tend to sort of, have a higher bar for it to clear um outside of sort of indies 10 milligram type stuff Mm. um i'm a sucker for a good soundtrack probably more so than art i actually i i think music will make a game for me more than a distinctive art style will um some standouts that i've made a note of obviously chrono trigger that's always a classic um the shin megami tensei and persona games have always had banging soundtracks Mm. um Base Escape's work for Vanillaware games is amazing. So 13 Sentinels Argus Rim, a.k.a. the game of the decade, um, <laughs> has, has phenomenal music. Really, really good. Um, people have put it on YouTube already, and, and even for the, for the couple of months before I got the game, I was listening to that soundtrack while I was doing other stuff. Um, nice. It's just amazing. Um, Mirror's Edge, that used to be my go-to, uh, like studying OST. Really good soundtrack. People sleep on that. Um, and then some indie ones. Um, there's a guy called Chris Christodoulou, um, a Greek composer who does Hopo Games' soundtracks. So Deadbolt, Risk of Rain, um, Risk of Rain 2. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but the soundtrack for Velocity 2X is another one that's really, really good. Oh, that's um, a good game. Yeah, it's great games, as is the prequel Velocity Ultra. They're both, they're both fantastic. And even better on the beta. Because instead of like trying to manipulate where you're teleporting to with the sticks, mm-hmm. you just tap on the touchscreen. Mm. Pro tip. Um, <laughs> in terms of art, the things I go for are pixel art, um, stylized low poly, mm. um, 2D hand-drawn art, so like the UBR engine stuff or vanillaware stuff. Mm. Um, and then obviously the realistic stuff's quite nice also. Um, and in terms of games I do and don't like, I have the opinion that we don't really like and dislike genres. We're just more or less picky about them. So like, if I give you a few examples of genres I don't gravitate towards, there are games that I like in those genres. So we touched on races last week. Mm-hmm. Don't like races generally. Love Mario Kart Burnout. Um, mm-hmm. Get bored of puzzle games quite easily. Mm-hmm. The Box Boy series on 3DS, and I think there's a Switch one as well. Mm. Could play those all day. <laughs> um not about fighting games the Dissidia final fantasy not the nt one on ps4 that's hot garbage 
but on PSP, 012, beautiful. Um, the genres I do gravitate towards tend to be action um, of all varieties, Metrovania, Hotline Maui type stuff, 3D character, um, action platformers, first-person parkour stuff, hmm. um, turn-based strategy, and various kinds of RPGs. Uh, but I will generally try anything. I'll generally retire anything as well pretty quickly, but I'll try most things. Yeah. I feel like I'm in sort of the same boat as you in that sense. Like, honestly, your story sounds like a bit familiar to me as well, except like mm-hmm. I grew up, it's really weird. I was, I started gaming on a PC and it was, um, it was, oh man, I had this written down before. It was, a, it was like an Apple um, power pc or something like this it, it was not it was like widely considered the worst version of uh apple's like computers that they released but for some reason i had like civ 2 and like tie fighter and all these games on it and so i was like this little six seven year old who knew nothing about video games trying to play complex like rts's um <laughs> and i just got hooked <laughs> but then i ended up um i think i probably got more obsessed with like handhelds like you're talking about like pokemon red is the first game i can kind of remember being like that was my game um and so like i had a game boy color first and then from there on out it was just kind of like i you know i've become like a, a console flip-flopper i guess you know like i had right. i've had all of nintendo's handhelds and then I would do like the GameCube and then the 360 and then I'd got the PS4, but I bought a PS3 at the end of the Xbox's life. And now I'm going to the Series X. You know what I mean? Like I just flip flop so I can get access to as many games as possible. Um, a mercenary going wherever the money takes him. Pretty much, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know, I, like in terms of genres, I, I'm the same way with you. Like I really, I can't say that I have necessarily like a favorite. It's just that I tend to gravitate like I have way less um, patience for things like RTSs, like, and I don't play them much anymore. I used to; they were really fun. For instance, like Pikmin, I just like I don't even want to bother. It's just like not for me. It's just not fun. Um, but at the same time, and it's like racing games too, right? Like I, I appreciate them and I see why they're so enjoyable. But I just often, unless they have some kind of like interesting take, I'm just like, oh, it's just me zooming around in a circle a bunch, you know. Um, but at the same time, like Wipeout in in VR and the PlayStation, that thing's awesome. I'm like, this is so cool. I'm like zooming across the stage um, and things like that. So yeah, I mean, in terms of preferences and stuff, I think people will start to see like I'm I'm a big fan of excellent controls. That's like that I need that if if the game feels just right for me like that's why hollow knight is probably one of my favorite games ever because that game is a game where the controls match the gameplay loop and like the mechanics so well where it's like i feel like i'm in i feel like i'm genuinely in full control of the game i'm not fighting anything um any failures. i mean you are if you're playing hollow knight yeah but, but i'm not fighting the game <laughs> do you know what i mean like i'm fighting don't, don't let me bet you <laughs> you're not fighting the game you're fighting the game yes i'm i'm like fighting it the way it's meant to be you know like that's why blasphemous ticked me off a little in that moment because i was like that wasn't my fault that was uh an unintuitive control right nothing um, worse than a game yeah you know so like that's really what what gets me and i think these days um i've become more and more interested in fun experiences and in gameplay loops because i'm 
I, I used to be more like I would play everything, but now I feel like I'm way more cognizant of the type of game it is, right? Like I find when I was younger, games could sort of sneak their way in with me. They'd be like, look, it's about this crazy experience. And then I'm like, no, this is just a first person shooter. I've played this a million times, right? It's like, I need something to kind of grab me a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's that's Mechanically, a bit you mean? Yes, mechanically, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Just to be clear. Okay, yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. I, I think it's also just the more you play, the more you've almost seen it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, been there, Which... done that, impress me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Paula? Yeah. I feel like you're you're probably going to be very different. <laughs> yeah, but uh, because like um um in the first place, like how I started like playing video games is because there was like an Nintendo sixty four on my at my house, and I remember also watching my sister uh, play Warcraft two at that time, uh, or in the like you know a little bit of uh sim genocide uh well playing the sims <laughs> um <laughs> i remember doing that so <laughs> it is true like most people do that in the sims oh that's most the best part of the sims. the sims take away that ladder let him drown <laughs> i've i've never played my only experience with the sims is watching my cousin do sim genocide so i'm like <laughs> I'm relating and also having like low key PTSD flashbacks. It's the same thing in Roller Coaster Tycoon. Launch them off. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah, but the main console I grew up playing was the N64 until my mom took it away because school. Uh, I do have like a lot of fun memories of playing things like Mario Kart or Super Smash Brothers. Mm. Um, we um, with classmates with classmates and stuff. When we had to like do homework, and then for some reason, my mom let us play a little bit of uh, whatever party game we had at the time. Mm. Um, but the one game I played the most was Pokemon Stadium. But the one play I wanted to play the most but couldn't was uh, Ocarina of Time. Because uh, Ocarina of Time has three save files. I am the youngest out of four siblings. Oh. So I, th- I never got to have my save file. And uh, when I was able to have my save file, the Ninten- uh, I, I now know that it was like uh, something to do with the AC adapter, but I, at the time I didn't know. Mm. The... The console just turn off after 30 minutes to an hour. Oh, no. Randomly. <laughs> so I literally uh, had to speedrun each, uh, each dungeon, but I couldn't save. Cry. Wow, you must have got pretty and, good at that game, huh? <laughs> uh, kind of, sort of. Like, at, this, the, at least... A, the first part, I remember where all, all the collectibles are and what's the most optimal way to get them. <laughs> but uh, after that, I got to play like a little bit of Sims 2 myself and commit a little bit of Sims uh, inside myself. <laughs> but the game I remember 
playing after that for many years was uh, Warcraft 3 and Warcraft 3 the, for the Frozen Throne. I, I really like RTS, uh, RTS games. Hmm. Um, well, look at this good uh, balance. <laughs> as all things should be. As all things should be. Um, eventually, when, in 2012, I got a 3DS and my own copy with my own save file of Ocarina of Time 3D. Hey. Uh, and since then, I've been uh, a firm advocate for um, handheld gaming. Hmm. Uh, I play like uh, if it's on a handheld, it is more likely that I want to play it mm. uh, because I, I always like on the go uh, mm. so I started jumping like from the 3DS uh, I I am one of those people who got a Wii U <laughs> uh, and then I I jumped like into the Vita uh, PSP uh, PS4 stuff nice. and uh, what I the games I tend to gravitate the most, not, uh, at least in terms of gameplay, are like, or like of gameplay, <laughs> are like, uh, um, I guess like uh, visual novels because story-driven stuff. Hmm. Um, RPGs such as Team Evidence and Persona. Hmm. Uh, tactical Wait. games uh, like Fire Emblem, uh, Warroof. I've been keeping my eye on Advanced Wars and I've been I've been wanting to play this guy for a while. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I've been admiring the uh, the special edition you've got on the shelf behind you. I'm a little bit jealous. That was on my local store, and it is the Japanese edition. Huh. Oh, yeah, it is the Japanese edition of the PSP version. Yeah, so just so everyone very knows, pretty. Paula has the best background. Um, Rick and I both just have white walls. <laughs> Paula's got like a beautiful <laughs> and, and, display of games. White walls and green faces from the envy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I so, set up my desk yeah. in a way that that would be the background and not the disaster on the other side of the room. Hmm. Yeah, I I kind of ruined it. My my gaming shelf, in as much as I have one, is uh, is right above where I record. Nice. So <laughs> nice. you never get to see it, but it is there. Mine's way in the back. Um, should we? Are, are you oh, good, Paul? Um, or so about and back going, again. Yeah, and, uh, and the thing I enjoy most about the games, uh, besides mm. a good story, mm. uh, and besides like uh, and if. It's a so-and-so story. If the characters are good, they save it for me. Mm. But the one thing that I like the most is the art of a game. Mm. Uh, and this is a game I picked up purely because of the art. Uh, that is the Liar Princess and the Blind Prince. Mm. And it is like hand-drawn storybook and it is beautiful and cool. um, it actually comes with a little storybook oh that's huh. cool uh which i found for it uh, so uh the more aesthetically pleasing a game is the more i'm likely to give it a shot even though even if it's not a kind of game that i would normally play and i actually don't play like many realistic looking game hmm. Sorry, I don't play like many realistic looking games. Um, 
Uh, not because I hate them by any means. Like, uh, actually, I have uh have done played through of Last of Us over there. Uh, but it's just like I gravitate towards the pretty stuff. That's fair. Yeah. It's like I want it to be beautiful. <laughs> I want it to be beautiful because, like, uh, when the current, gen- when the next generation, you can achieve like really realistic looking stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and even like in this generation, you can already already have like uh, very realistic graphics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but where's the love for the art system? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can you can do both. You can do both, like Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Ghost of Folly does both. Hey, there you go. Well, see, that's what you need, there right? You like games with good art styles tend to last the test of time, usually. Um, but you do have to marry mechanics with it, right? Like, I mean, I think of some 16-bit games from the SNES era, and it's like they're beautiful now. But when you try to play them, you're like, no, nah, I'd rather die. Um, so it's just yep. like, very <laughs> <laughs> um, shy. Nice. Thank you, Paula. Um, Thank you, everybody. I, well, it yeah. sounds like hopefully... while we're on the topic, yeah. I know I know this is I know we're running long on time, but I, <laughs> this is another question that someone asked, and I'm actually oh, quite wait. curious off the back of this. I, it's going to take two minutes. I okay, promise. sure, sure. What's, right. everyone, okay. what's everyone's favorite consoles? Oh, consoles. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't even think I, I have an answer. <laughs> no, actually, no, it's, I do. Um, Sorry, Xbox 360 for me. That was just that was the pinnacle of gaming for me. Like I was playing with friends all the time. It had all the Mass Effect games, the Fable games, Oblivion, or like in Skyrim and all that. Like it was just for me. That was the game, the the system where I just like I sunk so many hours of that game system, and I just absolutely adored it. Like it's probably the most generic, but it just I don't know. It hit the friggin' spot for me at the time. It's your pick. Don't don't <laughs> criticize yourself before you've even made it. Um, I have to say Vita. I think it's the perfect blend of library and hackability and inputs. I think it's just as close as you're going to get to perfection. Nice. What about you, Paula? In that package. I really, really, really love my Vita. And up until 2017, I would have picked the same console. Mm. Uh, but the Switch, especially now that there's the Switch lighted iteration that I have playing somewhere, um, it has to be my favorite uh, console right mm. now. I mean, I like how you both picked handhelds, but I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it I mean, they hybrid. totally count. They totally count. They totally count. Yeah, I yeah. know. Well, if we were taking handhelds, yeah, the Switch Lite is just phenomenal. Um, it, it's the, it literally only is the one thing that like hit the Vita out for me a little bit. But like, yeah, the Vita is incredible. Um, I can't wait until one day when my Switch Lite becomes a beautiful homebrew machine. <laughs> um, <laughs> It'll be far in the future. For now, I'm very legal with the Switch, but yeah. Nice, nice. Well, I hope <laughs> that now. gives everybody... Yeah, for now, he says ominously. Um, I hope that gives everyone a little better taste of like who we are. Um, and they'll learn even more as, as we go along. But should we play our favorite game? Let's. The one, the only. Yep. How long to be? <laughs> Which uh, Everdread has been so kind and made a like randomizer on uh on how long to beat and we can even hide the stats so we can't see it which is so cool um, keep it all in house yeah should we remind them of the rules so 
you yeah you can we're gonna pick a game you guess the time and if you guess one time within one hour one point two times within two hours three points three times within five hours five points are we ready team let's go all right clicking the button the randomizer Ooh, resident evil 4 okay we're getting all the Resident Evils. Yeah, didn't we get... Yeah, this is interesting. All right, we had Resident Evil 1 last week, and now 4. Can we learn from our mistakes, or will we fail again? (laughs) I am going to feet first it again. I am going to go main time, 9 hours. Okay. Main plus, 12 hours. Okay. So main time... Sorry, what was it again? Main time, nine hours. Main plus 12 hours. Nice. Main plus 12. What do you think, Paula? Um, um, okay, I'm going to gamble again because I never learn. I just learned not to respond to Rick. Um, <laughs> okay, I think all the for... time's going to be tiny this week. I think you should guess one hour for everything. Hmm. Okay. Uh, main time is going to be 10 hours. <laughs> Main plus is going to be 15 and 100% completion. Oh, wait a second. I'm trying to remember which way. Which, which th- game it is which. Oh, yeah. While you think about this, the worst part is I completed this game this year. I should seriously know what the times are. Um, and yet, I'm really not sure. And that's driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say main is 14 hours, I think. Um, okay, that's what I'm. That's what I'm feeling. I'm gonna say main plus. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do all of them because I'm not confident within the five hour range. But like, I think I might know. So I'm gonna say main plus is. <laughs> I'm gonna go with like eighteen, and one hundred percent. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going to go 24, I think. 24. Oh, no, because they have mercenaries and everything. Oh, no, there's the extra stuff in this game. (laughs) There's all that bonus crap. And that would be the giving out the hints. Yeah, oh, I shouldn't have said anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You you don't have to guess all three. I'm going to say 30 for the 100%. I'm I'm going 34 for 100%. Okay, so just to refresh everyone's numbers and check i've got them written down right before we mm-hmm. click the unrandom not on the unrandom reveal mm-hmm. the stats mm-hmm. i've got main nine hours main mm-hmm. plus 12 hours mm-hmm. paula's got main 10 hours main plus 15 hours and 100 percent 30 hours mm-hmm. alex has main 14 hours main plus 18 hours and 100 percent 34 whole yeah. hours are we ready <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm ready to find yep. out we suck again all right here we go Resident Evil 4. Main story, 16 hours. God damn it. So, okay, so I'm in. Alex is the only one still in the game. Main plus extra is 20 hours. Still okay. in the game. Completion is 30. Ha <laughs> ha. Five points for Alex. <laughs> oh, somebody's, somebody's got points on the board at least. <laughs> Fair enough. You know what? This is... I actually, I really thought it was 14 hours. How long did it take me to beat this game? 
I wonder if I can see my my times on here. Because um, I did beat this one. Uh, I feel like we've been super hustled here, Paula. Oh, I played it, but I don't know if I remember. I'm not sure. Goes and gets of three, right? Hustle. I'll have to make sure someone else does the randomizer next week. (laughs) You've been watching the elections. You've been learning tricks. (laughs) I've been learning many tricks. Uh, um, Did he go there? Oh, geez. Um, Well, thank you, everybody, for listening this week um, to our slightly longer podcast but not that much we're still an hour and a half that's pretty good i say for a podcast (laughs) i'm certain we'd hit two hours so i'll take that (laughs) yeah um thanks everybody for watching this has been how long to beat signing off see you next week see you